0: And welcome to Board with Each Other, the board gaming podcast where we talk about games through the lens of playing them as a pair, whether that's uh, with your partner, with a friend, or the person that you just pitch up behind the counter in the cob and forced to play with you. Whatever your setup, this is the podcast for you. Uh, today is episode one, and we are going to be talking about Marvel Champions. My name's Al Simpson, and I'm joined as ever by my co-host, uh, lovely wife and player two, Hannah Kelly. Hi, guys. So, Marvel Champions. Marvel Champions is a LCG, which stands for Living Card Game, produced by Fantasy Flight Games. Um, I guess first and foremost, what is a Living Card Game? So, a Living Card Game is a little bit like a collectible collectible card game in the realm of sort of Magic: The Gathering. However, when you buy cards, you know exactly what it is that you're buying, and new content is released for it uh, endlessly in a lot of cases. Um, This is the fourth one of these I think I've encountered. Uh, The first one we ever played was Android Netrunner.
1: Oh, yeah, I remember Android Netrunner,
0: yeah. Yep, back when that was still a thing and still in print. Um, We've also played the Game of Thrones game that came out many years ago. And we did have a crack at uh, the Arkham Horror. LCG, but neither of us really responded very well to that. So this is also the fourth stab at the, the genre or the sub-genre, if you will. And basically it's a cooperative game where each of you choose a hero from the Marvel Universe and build a deck uh, around one of four aspects, which is sort of based around different, different aspects of how the hero behaves. So you've got uh, aggression, which is all about punching a villain in the face. You've got Leadership, which is around building a team of of other heroes as allies. You have Protection, which is all around defence and keeping everybody uh, alive. And you have Justice, which is around thwarting the villain's schemes. You also pick a villain and comprise their deck of uh, some some sort of required cards, but also you have these modules which you can add to the the villain's deck and basically customise it. And that, that, in essence, is your scenario. The object of the game is to defeat the villain before they either reduce both heroes to zero hit points or whats the more likely lose condition they complete their their scheme, their evil plot. And how gameplay works is both heroes basically get a turn to do to, to play cards. You play cards using other cards. so each card has a, a resource value. And you use those cards to bring out either uh, events, which are sort of instant cards that have an immediate effect, or to build your board state. And then you could actually uh, activate your hero to either do damage to the villain or to reduce the amount of threat on this scheme. Uh, the villain has threat counters on this scheme that go oh. up every turn and actions the villain takes increases that threat. And if it gets to a certain number, you lose the game. Uh, each hero has two side, a, a two sided card, which is their alter ego form. So, for example, Peter Parker, and then you can f- once per turn you can flip, and you would then have your hero form. So, in this case, Spider Man, and each um, either alter, alter ego or hero form allow you to do different things in the game. There's some cards that can only be played when you're in in either form. For example. Um, and that is basically how gameplay goes. Both, both heroes have a turn, and then the, you have a villain phase where the villain basically activates against both players. So, depending on what form you're in, that'll either take the form of them attacking you, or if you're in alter ego form, they, they scheme, so they increase the threat on their, on their, um, on their scheme. The villain also has an encounter phase where you draw cards from the villain deck and uh, basically carry out what it says on the card, which that is Yeah. That, that that's usually where the nasty stuff really happens. And yeah, you continue back and forth until you, you win or lose. Games tend to run anywhere from half an hour to an hour and fifteen minutes, depending on the complexity of the, the scenario. So, let's get into it. Um talk a little bit about your experiences with Marvel Champions.
1: Um, So we started, we picked this up, what, maybe a year ago, I guess? Just over a year ago. Yeah, just over a year ago. And I would say it's rapidly shot its way into probably one of my favourite games that that we have. We've plugged an awful lot of hours into it. Um, And, yeah. We've got um, over
0: 50 plays.
1: Yeah, I reckon so. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I would say that we've expanded our collections. I should say it's a living card game, which means you get an option to buy pack. So that might just be a character, so either yeah. like a hero or a villain, or you can do sort of like bigger box expansions, which mm-hmm. might be like a whole series of scenarios. So you might have like five different villains you have to work work through.
0: Yeah, I think that's worth explaining. So obviously you can play all of the scenarios as of one offs, but there are big box expansions where you basically play through a, a game of five interconnected scenarios and usually your performance in each of those scenarios has a, a, an impact on the, the rest of the, the campaign. They
1: fuck it up, basically.
0: Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, we have ended up in um, some quite nasty mm. scenarios because we have performed quite badly on a particular scenario and then we have to carry that through for the rest of the campaign. Um, just so the, the listeners kind of know where we're at with what, where we've got to. I've, I've, we've be getting everything in order, so we're basically up to the end of the cycle where the... Um, I think it was the one after the Infinity War Thanos box So we have three of the big box expansions The core set And oh, I haven't actually counted them But I'd say about 20-25 heroes mm-hmm. And a few You can also get scenario packs Which are just sort of a standalone villain pack We've got three or four of those now I think So about, about two thirds I think of the total collection At the time of recording anyway uh, The next purchase is the uh, Spider-Verse Big box for us, I think.
1: So I've never really read the comics. Obviously, I've watched the movies. I'm not sure that anyone living under a rock hasn't seen them. Um, but I've never really read the comics. However, there is obviously a huge mass appeal to getting your favourite, um, your favourite hero, and also being able to fight like your favourite nemesis, mm. um, and that's really quite cool. Um, and I think you've said before, maybe you want to. Each of the characters are quite. Different in their they play do. style. Yeah,
0: there, there is. Uh, while there's not a huge difference in the number of sort of core cards, I, I, I guess, well, there's, there's hundreds of cards, but they, their functions tend to be along the same lines. Where you get the real fun stuff is how differently the heroes play and how different the scenarios are.
1: So let's take Tony Stark, for example, so Iron Man. Yeah. The whole deal around Iron Man is that you have to build mm-hmm. up his suit, and once you build up a suit, he becomes this.
0: Nigh on unstoppable force. Yeah. But you're really vulnerable for a big chunk of the start of the game where you're trying to get all of that together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that's a the, the, Miss, Iron Man's a really good example. Yeah.
1: Miss Marvel is really reliant on all her allies and her friends, a bit like a teenage school girl probably mm. is. Um and I think that's what kind of um, is really appealing about it. You can play yeah. with different aspects, but also each of your heroes are quite different. Yeah. And then also you get to geek out when
0: you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just uh, my sort of relationship with with Marvel is I was massively into the comics growing up as a teenager. Um, I didn't have access to that. Many of them, but the ones I did, i sort of read religiously, and I was a big sort of Spider-Man nut mm. uh, in the 90s. Um, so I've got a bit of background around the, the characters from the comics, but then a lot of gaps filled in from the MCU Take of the World by storm over the last sort um, of decade or decade plus.
1: Um, I'm not sure there are any shit characters really, to be honest.
0: Well, shall we talk about Hulk? Oh, well,
1: okay, all right,
0: yeah. <laughs> um it's it's important to say right off the bat, if you're a Hulk fan, they massively drop the ball on this one. Hulk is bad.
1: He's uh, just a bit broken. In the in, the, in the bad
0: yeah, way, in a bad way. They didn't they didn't think him through, and he definitely underperforms quite significantly um, with regards to other heroes. <laughs> maybe um, he's in
1: that
0: era, you know, at the end of Thanos. Yes, maybe where he was, you know doesn't want to uh, doesn't want to fight. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is fair to say that the characters aren't perfectly balanced as such. So again, this is a cooperative game, so it's not it's not the end of the world, but. They are definitely characters that are more powerful and less powerful. Um, but again, if you like a challenge of playing with somebody, perhaps it's a bit less powerful.
1: And I- also, they're sometimes really scenario specific. So we've Ooh. had some not so great characters fight more difficult bad guys because of the way that their hero powers work. Yeah, absolutely, it's been more effective. Yeah. So in some ways. Having that random element is actually quite good. So it's also worth noting that we do we have played on random. You've got a randomizer thing on your app, so yeah. well, we Out can't stretch. decide what
0: to play. If we just want to, play, if we play a campaign, I think we would carefully sort of construct our decks and think about who we want to play as. Well, I but definitely not. Well, not all that carefully. <laughs> um, but if we're just playing a one-off on an evening, there's some really good random generators online that will just generate your hero, your aspects, your your villain, what um, modules to include. It just makes the whole thing a bit a little bit easier. For us anyway, and I quite like that. It also sort of maybe forces you to play with some of the, the heroes that you wouldn't normally go near, or look at combinations between heroes and aspects that you wouldn't normally go for. So I get quite a lot of value out of them. I found quite a few good combinations that I wouldn't really thought of otherwise. Um
1: It's also worth noting about the trip, the you know, the obligation and suddenly your bad nemesis the can come out.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, I haven't mentioned that. That's a quite an important game. So each hero comes with a, a, a nemesis. So it is a villain that's obviously thematic to the hero. And that nemesis comes with his own scheme and a couple of in, in, encounter cards. And basically how it works is there's a particular card in the villain's deck that when it comes out during the encounter phase... Uh, makes your nemesis engage with you, and you add all of those cards to either the play area or the, the villain deck for them to come out later. Which,
1: which is also quite cool because again, you mm. get to see about another villain, and again, it draws from the MCU universe. It's it's good.
0: Yeah, and it can it can make a significant difference to the game when they do come out. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we've been completely scuppered a few times by that happening, but it is it is a cool moment when it does happen because one of those things doesn't happen every game.
1: Okay, so who's your who's your favorite with?
0: Oh, um uh, difficult to go down to just one. I do like uh Iron Man. I like his mechanic. Um you just like
1: punching things in the face. I do,
0: yes. I do I do enjoy that. Um I really enjoy Venom and I played him in multiple aspects, although I'm still a little bit hurt so that it wasn't Eddie Brock, it was a different version of Venom <laughs> that belongs in the Guardians of the Galaxy universe. And um, I actually really like Scarlet Witch. She's got a very, very cool mechanic where it's almost a risk reward thing where you burn the, the villain's deck down. But the quicker you burn the villain's deck down, the quicker their schemes advance, so it's a bit of a push and pull. How about you?
1: Um, So, Miss Marvel, which kind of took me by surprise. I like the fact that she punches like a freight train. Yeah,
0: she's amazing.
1: Yeah, quite like that. I like um uh, Doctor Strange, again, because I feel like he's got quite a lot of cool mechanics and he's really versatile mm-hmm. so in his basic form you can take him with anything yeah um i've also realized that i quite like justice as an aspect as an yeah, aspect you do like yeah episodes, i yeah. quite like being able to control the ball state and let you punch things in the base mm-hmm. which is probably you know, <laughs> if i like it, really. <laughs> yes uh and then villains so i really like that the scenario is kind of like a royal rumble um,
0: oh, Wrecking Crew. Wrecking
1: Crew, that's it. So you've yeah. got like four big bags and you have to take them all down. I quite like that. It's fast, it's quick, it's fun. Yeah. Lots it's def- of violence. It's, it's definitely
0: quite different to the others because you're actually fighting multiple villains instead of just one. Mm. Um, and they all have their own mechanics and, and all play very differently. Um, I really like Kang, which we we, we yet to beat. Uh, it's got some very, really, very really cool mechanics in there where you basically fight different versions of him from different time periods and at some point... Um,
1: right, pictures yeah,
0: you'll actually separate you'll, you'll separate you, so you have to fight a version of him alone, which is quite a cool mechanic. And it's it's it sort of if you're very heavily reliant on each other, it can really derail things. Um in terms of campaigns, I really liked the Infinity War campaign. Mm. I thought that was really well done. It's the third one they they've done. I out of the three I played, I thought that was the most accomplished. Um There is a moment in that where, spoiler alert, if you don't want to hear her, perhaps skip forward 30 seconds. But if you don't play very well, a Thanos essentially gets the Infinity Gauntlet and snaps, which causes you to permanently lose half of your deck for the rest of the campaign. Oh,
1: that was awful. <laughs> oh that was awful. I think we gave up at that point. Yeah. All my best cards were gone <laughs> and I think I possibly threw my toys out forever.
0: <laughs> but still one of the coolest things I've seen in a ball game. I it was just such a, a, a great implementation of the, the theme and the universe.
1: And I think that's that's the thing we keep going back to every time we play it, that it really is kind of true to the source material. Yeah. In some ways that like they try and bring that into the gameplay which I've not really seen done before.
0: Not to this level, no. No, No, not to this level. Um, I can't let things go by without a a chance to slag off Ronan. Ronan Mm -hmm. is the final encounter from the Guardians of the Galaxy box, and he is unbelievably unbalanced in the game's favour. He is incredibly difficult to beat. Uh, We've never beaten him. Um, And it just seems a bit out of whack, because, yeah, Ronan's scary and all, but he, he, he makes Thanos look like a puppy dog which is a bit of a, a bit of a misstep. And I think they've admitted it's a bit of a misstep on, on their part. Um, but yeah, shall we perhaps get into some scoring?
1: Yeah, let's.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: so our first one is components.
0: Yep. Components, board space, set up, strip down.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so it all comes in a quite neat, nice, tidy box. All your individual expansion packs come in... Um, was like
0: plastic blister back kind of Yeah.
1: Things. Um and each of the packs come with like a pre built deck, which is really helpful when you're first starting out. And we often play with the pre built deck first. Yeah. But then afterwards you can strip out your aspects and then start to mix and match as you, you see fit. Yeah. Um I would say, although it's a bit of a squeeze, we still managed to fit all our cards into the original three boxes. Four what, boxes. Four boxes. Four boxes,
0: yeah, with some room. I mean uh, it's one of those games that, if you get serious about it, is crying out for proper storage solutions. Yeah, or some kind and like I think chess. we probably will. And there are solutions online. Um, I know you can get them through Etsy, etc. And um, I think we will have, we will do that at some point. Mostly because just so many of the boxes, you get know, so many boxes that take ends up taking so much of your, your shelf space up.
1: Yeah, There are quite a lot of duplicate cards, though. So in addition yeah. to your aspects, you have a basic deck. Um, so like your mana pool, your resource pool, or whatever you want to call it. Um, and quite a lot of those are duplicates. I understand why they do that because actually you might not, yeah, pick it, up half of the expansions and just go for for a later one. Um, but, but if you go all
0: in like we did, it's yeah, it's a lot.
1: It's, it's an awful mm. lot, um, and there are a lot of cards in there. But then I'm never really going to complain about more content. Maybe, no, I guess. no,
0: no. And I mean, it's all it's all sort of <laughs> we've we've chosen this. We've chosen to go all in. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's definitely a first world problem kind of thing. Um in terms of you get some hit point dials, which are fine. It's it's if you've ever played a fancy flight game, you know the sort of quality of their tokens, which are they're fine. They're nothing too exciting, but they, they do the job.
1: Strip down and set up. I mean, strip down is quick, it's mm. takes no time at all. Set up, it depends how long you want to spend building your decks maybe. yeah I think that's and obviously, the key thing. Yeah, and obviously the more familiar you are with cards and how characters work, the quicker that is. Yeah. But, I mean when the box set is the size that ours is, it can take quite a while just by filtering through. And you have to kind of organise, definitely have to organise them. Yeah,
0: definitely. I mean, we've used so many plastic baggies, haven't we, to yes. separate all the, the decks and what I did. Um, and I think if you're looking at playing it on an evening, if you haven't built your decks or have decks ready to go, you can add a good half hour playtime, yeah, which is. sometimes can be a little bit off-putting. Or perhaps it's more in our case, or putting playing multiple games. If we're building decks, we'll probably build a deck, play a game, but then the concept of having to build another deck and play another game, if you don't want to use the same hero and same deck, as can be a little bit, you know, uh, don't really fancy it. Yeah. Um, In terms of board space, uh, you don't need a huge amount of room to play it. It's it's fairly compact. You know, it's it's easier if you spread it out a little bit, but you can play in a fairly compact space. Yeah. So, what would you score it? Seven. Yeah, I also have seven for that. Ah, Uh, good.
1: Unanimous agreement.
0: Yes, good. Not not perfect, but good.
1: So then, the next one is complexity. So, how complex a game do you think it is?
0: This is a this is a funny one. It's it's usually this way I find with collectible card games or living card games. The complexity doesn't come from the game itself; it comes from the cards and the interactions with the cards and building good decks and what have you. They the core precepts of the game, as in playing it, are very, very simple. Like it's really quick and easy to teach, really quick and easy to pick up. But if you're teaching a new player, they're going to have 300 questions based on the cards and what they're reading and how they interact and all that kind of thing. Um, compared to something like the Arkham Horror card game and particularly Android Netrunner, though, it is an absolute, uh, it's absolutely easy to, to pick up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Completely agreed. Um, what I would say, though, is that obviously with each expansion, They've introduced new rules, so you have to get your head around that. And what I will also say is, despite the fact that I think we're quite good with rules, we have made several mistakes consistently all the way through that we've later retconned and realised we were doing wrong. And I do think we have to refer to the manual... Or at least look up online, like, how do certain things work? Yeah,
0: there's a lot of keywords. Sometimes it's see these, just sort of Google what the keyword means. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of keywords and interactions between keywords that, that can be a little bit confusing at times. But mm. in general, I'd say it's, it's a fairly easy go to play. Um, what about in terms of, like, analysis paralysis and, and whatnot?
1: Yeah, I don't find that an issue at all. So, again, I mean, I think it's the way that you have your hand is that a lot of those cards are used as resources rather than necessarily to to put a card out on the board or to do an event. Um, And it means that you can kind of react to the table and what's happening. Um, I mean, there are times... Perhaps maybe when I think it, but the idea behind this is because it's cooperative, unlike other cooperative games like, for example, Gloomhaven where you're not really allowed to share yeah. what you're planning on doing. Yeah, you can absolutely this. You to absolutely can. It. So yeah. I do. I quite often say, "Well, what is it you're going to do? Like, have mm-hmm. you got this ad? Can you can you get him so that I can do this?" Yeah, and I think that makes it a lot easier. You can talk it out basically.
0: Yeah, and you also have the ability to basically look at your hand and figure out what you're going to do while the other person's having their turn. So yeah. there's that as well, which And then they suck it all out
1: for you by doing something <laughs> and you're like, Oh, well. It's not that then.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I've got a really good card and I want to use it. Don't do that. Even if it ruins the game for I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> okay. Um what about so how did
0: you score it? Oh, how did I score it? I scored that a eight.
1: Yeah, so I actually scored it learn now, I scored to 5, mainly because I think we've made consistent errors, but I think maybe that's a user error rather than necessarily... I think that's a nice
0: problem. Yeah. As yeah. far as game rules go, I don't think they're that complicated, mm. I just think that we got got some, got a couple of things in our heads that were wrong, we just went with that for a fair while and then realised we were
1: doing it wrong. Fair enough, so maybe I'll up my score to 7. Okay, alright.
0: Uh, shelf Life.
1: Yeah, that's a funny one for me. Um, so I thought, about this, I thought about this I thought quite hard So there's obviously A huge amount of repayability You can take the same hero You can use different aspects Even within those aspects you can take a whole bunch of different cards mm. You can fight different villains So there's a huge amount of replayability. However There's also a value for money aspect To that as well I mean I don't know how much we spend and let's not that, <laughs> I don't need to
0: no, know no, that. No,
1: no, that But that replayability does come at as a cost, I guess.
0: To a certain extent, I mean, I think part of, part of it is just my completionist streak, where I just want everything connected with the game because I love it. But I think even if we were to like stop where we are now, the number of combinations are endless. Yeah, it, it's it's sort of infinite. Um, I I think it's infinitely replayable, even with a small amount of the content. Yeah. Um, because you can shuffle the villains the around in terms of what modules go into their 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 decks you can play the heroes with different aspects. I mean even if you just sort of have 10 heroes at your disposal the amount of combinations that you get from that is is staggering. So it can be a huge money sink yeah
1: yeah I do think what perhaps maybe changed my perspective a little bit because up until then I recently I fairly pretty much agree with you mm. it was more the gardens the galaxy. I think because there were certain cards that were missing that you had to buy through expansions to almost link it and buy it all together, and I think yeah. that's where I was a bit like. Mm.
0: Fantasy Flight often do that sort of a trick that they pull, where they will produce a campaign. They do two things: they produce a campaign box, which in the case of this, you get two each of the campaign boxes. You get two heroes in. We've got they, tracks
1: and uh, no, it was Gruten. It
0: was and rocket. Yeah. They always choose. Good heroes, but not the ones that people are really going to want. So Star Lord and Gamora, for instance, were, were were separate, and they do that intentionally, and that's fine. That that's that's good business to me. That that's you know they, they want to make they want to make people <laughs> buy as much of their product as they can. So I, I understand it completely. But I think what Hannah's alluding to, and I think it's perhaps the more cynical side, is you there will be cards knocking about from some of the other hero packs, which you probably really need to To finish the campaign to get mm-hmm. through some of the challenges they put down which is a, a sneaky way of saying if you want to if you want to pass this with ease you all, or play this with ease you need to get all the cards which again I understand from a business perspective but it's probably a little bit more cynical and not something that's very very obvious however I would say that's, I mean, from my experience there's only been a problem with the Guardians of the Galaxy campaign I yeah. wouldn't say that's the same for the Infinity War and the Rise of the Red Skull campaigns no agreed
1: agreed um, so I scored at 6 based on Based on the Guardians, but I mean, absolutely, I think there's hundreds of hours of content.
0: Yeah, I, I gave it a 9. The only reason I didn't give it a 10 was because of the potential money sink. and You know, I mean, value for money is a malleable thing, but in terms of replayability, I just think this is endlessly replayable.
1: Um, So fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love it. Yep. But I think the amount of hours that we've sunk into this game probably speaks volumes as to uh, how much fun it is. Um, it's still regular on our rotation. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, I love
0: it so much so that we have to basically consciously decide to play <laughs> other things at one point. Yeah. We are just playing nothing but this for a long time, months actually. And again, it's got that emergent storytelling. Things happen within the game, and because these are familiar characters in a familiar world, to, to us anyway. You you can see a lot of it. You know, it, it, it fires with your imagination with what's happening, and mm-hmm. so many of the heroes feel like they should that you, you can very easily get swept up in the story that the game's telling yep. in that particular session. Um, I've given it a nine. I gave it an eight. Okay. Right, so let's move on then to the the, the pair ratings. Um, so, just in case of those of you who haven't listened to our sessions era, this is where we look at the game again, but through the lens of playing it two-player, playing as a couple or with a friend. Um so the first category is table talk. How do you think it functions in
1: that? Oh, fantastic. I think it's absolutely brilliant. I think if you um I think a lot of the conversation is about necessarily is about what you're doing in game. Mm-hmm. I think there's the option to talk about your actions. We often have conversations about well you do this and I'll do that and we're going to plan out our turns. I think um it's relatively quick as well, yeah. so that there's lots happening on each turn, and you're not left with a huge amount of, of uh, dead time or that, that, that
0: no. silence. Yeah, it's very, yeah. very sort of little silence in our games anyway, and you have to work together. You can't just go off half cock to do your own thing. If you do, it's likely that you'll lose. You need you need to sort of join up your strategy. So I think it's fantastic for that.
1: Yeah, and I think you know, again, we talk about getting to know you. Well, I definitely think I've learned more about my play style and, and perhaps how we work together. To mm. so the fact that I quite like Justice and I quite like the fact that I control the board state. Didn't I necessarily know that until we started playing this? Yeah, it just
0: kind of reveal things around yeah. how our play style and how we tend to approach and play games, isn't it? Mm. Okay, so Sounds
1: what did you eight. score it? Uh, eight. I do have
0: scored an eight. Uh, okay, on to our next category, which is uh, a co-op racing.
1: Yeah, so I think <clears throat> sometimes when you end up playing co-op games, what can happen is if you've got one person who's more experienced than you or perhaps who just is that, that personality type, they'll quarterback quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they'll say, well, no, you need to do this and you need to do that. I don't find that there is the... Potential, the capacity for that, because you play your cards close to your hand. Yeah. So you only reveal what you want to reveal. Yeah. Um, So sometimes I might ask you for advice. Mm. But that's because
0: you're asking for advice; mm. you aren't being given given it unsolicited. I think in terms of this, this is nigh on impossible to quarterback, which I like.
1: Well, you say that though, and I was thinking about this today. Mm. So we recently played this with a third person, so Mm. a friend came and stayed. And actually, you quarterbacked quite a bit. It was his
0: first game, though.
1: Yeah, no, I know. But also, <laughs> <I think laughs> I'm being overly really critical, and I do appreciate that. But I think there is that potential for that to happen. I think the only I was, re- I was asking for it a little yeah, bit. Yeah,
0: he was. But I think the only reason that happened is was he was playing his, his hand open. Oh, was he? Yeah, he's playing his card open. Oh, I so. like
1: I might have been quite drunk. <laughs> we Possibly. Playing. I remember talking a lot about Ed Sheeran.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, that's usually a in card. <laughs> um... Yeah, the, it, one of the reasons it's so difficult to quarterback is, as you say, it's, it's hidden information. And obviously you can, you can, you can show your hand to your, your partner if you want to. But if you don't, it, it sort of, it puts a barrier up with that, which makes the line impossible to do. So if you do have an issue where somebody is likely to quarterback, this is probably a really good choice because mm-hmm. you, you, it, it, it makes it very hard to do so. Um, and like I said in the last category, you have to work together. Yeah, absolutely. you can't you you can't just decide you're going to do your own thing because you, you you'll end up losing. Um, you need to help each other. You need to essentially fill in the gaps for each other mm-hmm. a lot in this game, where no 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 character is good at everything except for Doctor Strange, maybe. Um, so you usually have to find uh, an equilibrium mm-hmm. to, to succeed. So on that basis I'm going to give it my first ten.
1: Really? Mm. Oh wow. Then so I gave it an eight.
0: Okay.
1: I mean You're always harsher
0: than me, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> much more discerning.
1: Yeah, much more discerning, yes.
0: But uh, as far as the co op games I've played, it's it's it maybe doesn't reach the, the heights of strategy that others do. But I just think it works so well as a co op.
1: I don't think you need that to i I mean, I don't think you necessarily need that same level of strategy because actually the board state changes so quickly. Yeah. You just have one turn so actually all your strategy can go right out the window because suddenly you've got five ads on the table mm. and you need to get rid of them.
0: Yeah. And, and a lot of co-op games essentially can be solved. So you find an optimum strategy with it and it becomes almost rote. You know exactly what you need to do at the right time. There's the, the, the amount of randomness and customizability in this means unlikely you're unlikely to solve it. You might find a, a hero and aspect works really well for a particular villain, and the temptation always to go to that. But uh, you know, there's sort always of a question do you just want an easy win, or do you actually want to explore the options that the various strategies the game has to offer? Uh, so, final one is scalability.
1: So, what we mean by scalability is, um, can you play it with more players, um, but also, do we feel like adding a third or a fourth would actually add to the game?
0: Mm, yeah.
1: Um,
0: so, you absolutely can add more players. uh plays up to four, or you could play it solo, if you wish. Um, one thing that we have noticed about this is it doesn't play as well with more
1: people. Which is really unusual, I think. I've got to be honest. Like most of the games that we have, they're they're not optimised for two, whereas this I think absolutely is.
0: Yeah, this is this absolutely plays it at its best with two players. And if you were playing solo, I'd recommend playing two handed. Yeah. Um adding a third player it's it's difficult to pin down. I think it messes with the balance a little bit because you can Either on the side of the, the heroes, you can kind of just... If you get your board stay into the right uh, conditions, you could just railroad the villain really quickly. But on the flip side, you're also drawing more encounter cards per turn. And some encounter cards are so destructive that it doesn't matter if you've got an extra person uh, taking the burden.
1: You can't mix Three
0: down. bad encounter cards could just literally end the game mm-hmm. quite easily. And we played the easiest villain, which is Rhino, um and we found it a lot more difficult than we found it with two. um it, it was a it was a much longer game and it was much more sort of it, it was it was more difficult and, the, and a lot more swingy things changed a lot more drastically than with two players.
1: What I will say though is I do think that for it to work on two player, you don't necessarily need to have aggression and justice so justice is the one that thwarts so reduces the size game. You don't need to have both of them necessarily, but you need to have one or the other between the two of you, really, I think, for most of them.
0: Yeah, I, you say that, but we got quite far on the, the Guardian's campaign using uh, justice and protection, I suppose, yeah. you just, you, like, I take your point. You need, yeah, you, need, you, 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 need, you do need one or the other. Need... You either
1: need to burn down your villain quite quickly, or you definitely need to be able to control a number, number of threat on the board. Yeah. And so I think having that third person means that I was able to play defence, hmm. um, so I have group who oh. I also quite love, because most of his cards just say "I am," but I actually got to play that and see how his mechanics worked. Whereas yeah, when we point. played with groups, I still had to focus on doing damage and doing threats, so I couldn't just do defense. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of where groupings to Yeah, that's kind know, of what you should have Yeah, I guess.
0: Yeah, I think the the protection aspect, so the defense aspect, does feel like it might work a little bit better with more players. Um, I don't
1: know. I think that's the first time that we really yeah, played defense. Yeah, to say. Uh, but Again, difficult like, that leads into the, the whole thing Well, mm. actually you've got three few players, you can have more support classes. And it's not a support class. Yeah. Support. I, well, I, mean, I, I guess kinda. it's taking
0: a different, a different route with it because I tend to find you do play green quite a lot, protection, sorry, and you play that quite a lot, but I tend to find that you don't, you, you, you defend yourself and that makes you more powerful, but you very rarely sort of defend me.
1: That's because I don't have the space, the space, yeah. to be able to do it. Otherwise, I'm not going to necessarily be able to either do damage yeah. or work on threat. That's not which, a criticism. It's yeah.
0: just it, it's just the way the game sort of plays. Using
1: a sacrificial meat shield. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's my main job.
1: Really. <laughs> um, okay. But my score for that. So we agreed that we were going to score it um,
0: low if it was crying out for more people or not not scalable really at all.
1: Um, so I scored it a seven.
0: I gave it a 9, because I think it plays very, very well with two people. Oh, I don't so. think it desperately cries out for more people. Yeah,
1: I would like to play more three-player plus games. Okay. It's unusual for
0: me, I'm not social. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that gives us a final, a final general game score of 7, which feels really harsh. It's one of our favourite games, but I think it's your, your yeah. shelf life score that, that pulled that down a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think so. And I think maybe I'm
0: just a bit bitter and jaded, perhaps. There's <laughs> it jaded at what? The amount of cardboard I bring into the house? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: the amount of money you're spending <laughs> on it. And not necessarily me knowing about it.
0: <laughs> you might want to get out now, love. <laughs> <laughs> so seven it is, then. Um, and then our couple slash pair rating. What have we got for that overall? Eight. Great, okay. So good game. Very, very good to play as a two-player game is the, the general... Consensus here. I think. Yeah,
1: and I think that's absolute testament to the amount of hours that we've plugged away into mm. it, and the fact that I think we're still looking to get new expansions. Oh yeah, this is going to sit on our rotation for yeah. a very long time. I think.
0: I, I, I don't think I'm going to be done with it anytime soon.
1: No.
0: Um, great. Well, thank you all very much for listening and for joining us today. It's been a blast talking about one of our favorite games. Um, Obviously, if you want to uh, engage with us, we've got all of our social media, so feel free to pop on there and have a further conversation. I'd I'd love to hear everybody's thoughts, what their favorite heroes and experiences, etc., would be with the game. Uh, And if you listen to us on your podcast platform of choice, a review would be very, very much appreciated. But until next time, have fun, be good to each other, and play loads of games.